0: As promised in this episode we're bringing you the best in smart home coverage from the IFA trade show in Berlin and this year's event was a doozy and I'm not just talking about the confirmed rumors but we'll talk about those too. Let's get into it. internet my name is Dustin and this is the my home kid home podcast and here we look at the smart home with an apple home and accessibility focus tech conventions happen throughout the year and give manufacturers big and small the opportunity to show off what they've been working on and what they plan to release while prior to this year's IFA there were some mutterings of what some smart home vendors were slated to introduce others managed to keep a tight seal at least until press day so in this episode we'll look at what I think were some of the biggest announcements from this year's trade show but first if you're liking what we do, don't forget to follow us and leave us a rating and review. It really does help us grow. Let's begin by following up on some rumors that we covered in previous episodes, starting out with what I'll politely call a new era for smart home mega brand, Philips Hue. The smart lighting giant is creeping into the smart security space in a not-so-subtle way for the brand, but in my opinion anyway, it offers very little for the consumer. Starting out, they will essentially have three different cameras on offer, a wired and battery-powered indoor-outdoor camera, as well as a combo floodlight camera with the former two having different mounting options for different use cases. These cameras are resoundingly unremarkable with 1080p resolution, night vision, two-way audio, pixel-based motion detection, and end-to-end encryption, which is the bare minimum feature set for a smart camera in 2023. They also feature person, pet, and package detection, which all happens on device, which is really interesting but this is where any semblance of sanity starts to drop off. These cameras start at $199, the desktop mount for the indoor camera is $50 and the floodlight camera is $349. I knew there would be the Philips Hue brand tax but this is just egregious and it gets worse much worse. You'll also need a subscription to use these cameras starting at 3 dollars per month per camera for 30 days of recordings or you can give these undeserving scoundrels even more of your money for the Secure Plus plan which will get you 60 days of store recordings. Oh yeah, and you'll also need the Philips Hue Bridge at 60 bucks. <sighs> okay, let's just breathe for a moment here. Lest you think this vulgar display of power can be circumvented via HomeKit secure video, alas, it cannot, and in fact, these cameras in no way will support Apple Home, at least until Matter releases support for cameras. Speaking of which, Hue also states that they are readying the launch of Matter support for their existing Hue Bridge. While this won't add any functionality for users, it may make connections between between Hue and other matter devices more stable, and I do have to commend Philips Hue for not adding matter support to a new bridge and therefore putting it behind a paywall. As part of Philips Hue's new scam, I mean scheme, they're also going to be releasing a long overdue contact sensor which will set you back 40 bucks a pop, but the good news is that it comes in black All this security-centric stuff is managed directly in the Philips Hue app, which I suppose is better than having a standalone app and should make it easier to integrate your Philips Hue lights into your way overpriced, quote, security system, I guess. I know, I'm just grasping at straws for something positive to say. As you might also expect, Hue announced a few new form factors for their indoor and outdoor lighting products, but honestly, I think we've given them enough time in this episode, but if you're interested in learning more about Hue Secure and their new lighting products, check out the links in the show notes. As we expected, EVE staked their claim at this year's IFA officially announcing their forthcoming EVE play. While not the first of its kind, the Eve Play will make just about any audio setup AirPlay 2 compatible with a range of outputs. A couple of points of interest with this new audio device is first, Eve Audio Sync which allows you to calibrate the latency of this device if you notice that it's not perfectly in line with your other AirPlay 2 speakers. Secondly, Eve has outfitted the Play with a built-in digital to analog converter which has a 112 decibel signal to noise ratio. While I haven't heard what this is capable of yet, this spec alone should grab the attention of even the most discerning of audiophiles. We've also announced a new Matter-compatible wireless control sensor for their Eve thermo-thermostatic radiator valve controller for EU consumers. Boasting an e-ink display with touch controls, this wireless control sensor is a great way of accurately monitoring your room's temperature and making quick adjustments. Both the EVE Play and Thermal Control Sensor will hit the market mid-November at $149 and $79 respectively. Around the same time these two products hit the shelves, we can also expect an OTA Matter update for EVE Motion Blinds, both the custom options and the upgrade adapter kit. It's been kind of surprising that window covering options have sort of taken off with the first outing for Matter, but another one is definitely welcome, especially one of this caliber. Interestingly, all was quiet regarding the rumors of the second-gen Eve cam during the event, but this doesn't mean we won't see it later this year. Fingers crossed. Similar to their showcase at CES in January, Acura announced yet another round of products that are bound to take your money in the coming months. First up is their smart lock U200. While largely a preview, we do have some minimal details about this lock, the most promising of which is that it looks like it'll connect over thread, which is something I found missing in the U100. Though I didn't see it mentioned specifically, we can assume that this lock will also support Apple Homekey since Acura mentioned NFC capabilities in their press release. The Kickstarter campaign for the U200 goes live later in 2023. They also previewed the newest addition to their smart camera lineup with the Camera E1. Though details are sparse, this camera seems to be a stripped down version of the Camera Hub G3 with 2K resolution and pan and tilt functionality while omitting the Zigbee Hub and IR blaster, but we do get some connectivity upgrades like Wi-Fi 6 and the ability to store recordings on a NAS. Acura also announced they've been hard at work on an in-wall outlet for the EU. Noting energy monitoring and its ability to act as a Zigbee signal repeater, this device can definitely add smarts while reducing clutter, especially considering just how intrusive and out of date the Acura smart plug is. Hopefully, we see a North American version of this one soon, as well as a refresh to their plug in module. Last but certainly not least, Acura took the cover off their next in line international lighting product release, the T1M Ceiling Light. While not the standard A19 or BR. 30 bulb that the company desperately needs. This hardwired ceiling fixture brings not only tunable whites but also full RGB colors to your space. Not only that but taking a cue from the Lightstrip T1 it has a separate ring of addressable LEDs around the outside which can create some pretty awesome effects or it can be used as a visual smart home status indicator which is pretty boss. All the products Acura unveiled were scant on details, pricing, and availability, but they do tend to make good on their promises, and it looks like there are no signs of stopping for these guys. Sensibo, a brand I've covered a couple of times focusing on smart retrofit heating and cooling controllers and air purification solutions, announced a couple of really cool things at this year's IFA. First, they introduced the Blaze thermostatic radiator valve, which also features an indoor air quality monitor to keep track of CO2 and t VOCs, as well as temperature and humidity. Sensibo also managed to integrate ChatGPT into their app to help users recognize and take action on their heating and cooling habits, aiming to further improve efficiency and take a lot of the guesswork out of creating automations that make a real difference in your energy bill and the environment. The Sensibo Blaze will also be their first product to support Matter, though a lot of their lineup already works with the major smart home platforms, including Apple Home. The Sensibo Blaze will start shipping in the last quarter of the year but pricing has yet to be announced. SwitchBot took the cover off an all-new robot cleaner which falls in line with the company's MO offering features that we don't really see elsewhere. The trend among robot floor cleaners is to have a base station with multiple tanks for automatic emptying and refilling to make the whole process more autonomous, but the S10 from SwitchBot is the first one that I'm aware of that connects directly to your plumbing to take emptying and refilling the water tanks completely out of the equation. Not only this, but the S10 looks to compete with the best of them with its 5,400 pascals of suction and its self-cleaning auto-drying roller scrub mop. And as one would expect from such high-end bots, it also features LiDAR for navigation and AI obstacle avoidance. But perhaps the coolest feature of this Rosie wannabe is its ability to refill your humidifier. That's right, when your humidifier needs to be topped off, the S10 will mosey on over and fill her up. I'm assuming this can be set to automatically happen and you'll need the SwitchBot humidifier too for this particular magic, but what a concept. I haven't been able to confirm it yet, but I think it's safe to assume that this robot and the K10 that SwitchBot also showed off will have support for shortcuts at least until Matter adds support for robot vacuums, which I'm not anticipating will happen anytime soon, nor do I think will be all that feature-rich for Apple Home users once it does arrive. Prove me wrong, CSA. I am obviously very very impressed and super excited about these types of products. It's this type of thinking that pushes the industry into new areas and forces people to think outside the box. All this being said, don't expect it to come cheaply or even at all. SwitchBot says the S10 Kickstarter goes live in October for $1,200, which while steep, is comparable to other S-tier robots currently available that don't have these innovative features. Sometime back, we reported on an Apple Home newcomer readying a new smart camera and they look poised to drop it soon. EasyViz showed off their E6 smart security camera which boasts a 3K resolution with an effective 360 degree field of view thanks to pan and tilt functionality, auto zoom tracking, a privacy shutter, and AI sound detection for things like smoke and CO detectors, babies crying, and even dog and cat sounds. Another cool feature is its gesture based drop in. A family member or I guess a thief just needs to wave at the camera and it automatically starts a video call to the owner's device. There are a couple of things to note with this camera though. First though it does support HomeKit secure video, if you use it there you won't be getting that crispy 3K resolution, instead the image will be downgraded to a miserable 1080p, at least until Apple gets it together and increases this limit. The good news is that it looks like the camera does have a local storage option via microSD. Details are scant but EasyViz is looking to get into the matter game with a bridge that will presumably bring in some of their other Cameras once Matter releases the spec for security cameras, but who knows when that'll be. So honestly, there were fewer Apple Home and Matter-related announcements at this year's IFA than I expected. But it will no doubt be an exciting fall for the smart home, since tech companies have a tendency to drop new products just in time for the prime spending season. And we'll be here to cover it all, the good and the bad. Follow, rate, and review if you like what we're doing here. Check us out on social media at MyHomeKitHome for more Apple Home news, commentary and rants, and check us out on YouTube and the blog over at MyHomeKitHome.com if that's your thing. As always, links and resources can be found in the show notes. Thanks for listening to the end, and I'll catch you in the next one. Take care. <laughs>